0: What's up everybody? Ryan ATX Metal Podcast back with the first installment of Kick it with Kitty of 2022. If you're new to the show or new to the series, thank you so much for stopping by. It means the world to us because what we're doing here is we're trying to get you guys to pay attention to some of the bands that you might not know about that you might have heard of in passing, maybe saw at a house party, maybe they were a thing a couple years ago, tore down, rebuild and now we're new again, but hats off to Kitty for absolutely killing it I'm so happy that she's a part of the team and and is bringing us episodes such as this one with Pero amargo I I so sometimes I edit the episodes uh, and then sometimes Taylor our man Taylor Anderson of Paula and Titan audio productions he he's
1: <laughs>
0: he said <laughs> no one's perfect I'll just say that. He sent the track over and I'm thinking, hey, everything's fine. Download it, throw it in audition. And next thing you know, it's like twice the speed. And my mind just melted. I'm like, well, how do I fix this? Dear Google. And I just, I couldn't in good faith put out what I had tried to fix. So I hit Taylor up and I was like, hey, man, this shit rendered ha- at double time. He was like, uh, I think I know what happened. I don't know what happened, but guess what? It's fixed. It's fixed. And it's coming at you right now. So stick around. It's a great episode. I was in a really good state of mind last night, if you know what I'm saying. And I sat in front of this recorder just trying to figure out the best way to explain it. And I probably listened to the track that you're going to hear playing in the background on the intro and outro just probably 12 or 13 times. It is just this sludgy, distorted... Oh my God. Like it was the music that I needed and wanted to hear at that time of night in, in the the vein in which I was existing. And I mean, I would have never imagined putting something like that on play and hitting repeat multiple times, but I'm so glad that I did. And again, without Kitty bringing bands like that to our attention, you'll, you'd never know unless you're like, you just happened to go to a show and they were on the bill or so on and so forth. You heard from a friend or a house party or something. But, man, Peril Margo, they've got a story, newly formed, right here out of Austin, Texas. They've got some history, and Kitty really dives into it with the guys. It's just it's an amazing episode. I'm just, uh, I normally don't listen to the ones that she does, so it's more of a surprise to myself. So that way, I can kind of get the sense of things how, you know, you guys listen to them as well. So stick around. Again, thank you very much for tuning in. Hit the like and subscribe. Follow us on YouTube. You can find us anywhere at ATX Metal Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your content. Stop by the website, check out all the calendar events and stuff like that. And speaking of calendar events, we love you Come and Take It Live and Come and Take It Productions. Such a beautiful team. It just blends together. I wish I had like some harps and shit to play in the background, Uh, but I don't because I'm cheap (laughs) and I'm lazy. (laughs) Anyway, If you're interested in going to a show, head to comeandtakeitlive.com, hit the events calendar page, head over to Eventbrite, scroll down, pick a date, find a band, buy some tickets. But I highly advise you, highly advise you, buy them from locals. Support local music, support local bands, support local metal. So without further ado, here is Harold Amargo.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the ATX Metal Podcast. I'm Kitty, and this is my segment, Kick It with Kitty. I am so lucky and honored to be able to sit down and chat with tons of my favorite Austin and Texas musicians. And I have some really exciting news for everyone. This is a brand new band on the scene, and I will let them introduce themselves to you. Guys, could you please say your name? the name of your band, and what instrument you play.
1: Uh, my name is Dustin Bolf. I
3: do vocals for Pedro Amargo. Yep, we're called Pedro Amargo, and my name is Alex, and I do drums, and I say vocals some vocals. I'm, most, I'm the drummer. I'm multifaceted.
2: Just for everyone's situational awareness, would people in Austin know y'all from other bands in the past or some other things that you've worked on?
3: Yeah, so I should also mention, uh, absent from this record for technical reasons, uh, our bassist Jorge, he's the bassist, um, and you probably know Jorge from a bunch of bands, but I'll let Dustin take the lead on the, uh, you might know me from. Oh, I, I you know, uh, I would
1: say, you know, probably uh, m- most people would remember me from doing vocals for Rust. Uh, that was early 2010, to 2007, maybe before, uh, before we, uh, split ways, uh, you know, uh, but I, I was out of the scene for a music uh, for I was out of the music scene for a little while. And then uh, a buddy got me to do a tribute album for, uh, Izzy Cox, who was a great, uh, performer here in town. And getting uh, back into a studio with her band and performing one of her songs was very, very, uh, it, it was it was enlightening because it was, it told me how much, you know, spoke to me how much, you know, I enjoyed doing music, you know, cause I really didn't want to, I was kind of over it, you know, at one point.
3: So we dragged him back in. Um, you would know, I, I don't know if you'd know me. I was, a, I played drums in a band that played a, a few dozen shows before, uh, before lockdown were called quotas uh it was, it was work related not the horrible uh whatever social stuff that happened around that word so i always have to qualify that because it sounds like we were a hateful band uh yeah i was i was drawn for that band um we played at you know all the kind of places to play on the floor and dirty dog a whole bunch of times apparently yeah we were active for uh, for the last yeah two two years or so before uh, before lockdown and then once lockdown uh, hit everyone scattered like roaches and uh i haven't seen them since um but jared if you're out there i love you dude and uh jonathan and Chad, uh, yeah, love to see you guys.
1: Yeah, it's everybody kind of scattered around. You know, it's like there's this, you know, ill communication, you know, kind of thing. So it's nice to have people finally coming back together. You know, Steve Kolka from Destroyer Light, it was great CNN the other night. Love those guys. We played so many shows with them, you know, and Witch Crier, you know. Sh- you know, all the, you know, those dudes were like, we're, we're affiliated. We were so, we played a lot of shows with Maryland and pill crusher in uh, Las Cruces. So I believe we're still killing it in San Antonio. So we plan I want, you know, to get back with those guys and, and just kind of not pick up where it left off, but you know, it's been a while and it'd be really exciting to play with familiar
3: people and new people as well. Yeah. The scene's like on fire right now. I'm stoked to get out there and start doing stuff.
2: So as y'all know, Kind of the first question that I always ask my guests is what are you doing right now? Like what's new, but your whole band is new. So tell me everything when, you know, how long have y'all been a band and I understand that maybe the rest of you were playing together before Dustin joined.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, me and Hori have been playing together on and off for God, almost four years now. And uh, at, at our, when we used to work together, we were always pushing things and he was always pushing this heavy groovy just the absolute crux of what we're doing now. And it, it didn't feel what we were doing then. And and uh, as soon as, as soon as he got something off the ground again, he he gave me a call and um, yeah, so me and Horry have been playing together on and off again for, for years now at this point. And then th- in this incarnation, um, yeah, we've been jamming, you know, we kind of hold up over quarantine. We're each other's quarantine buddies and one of them. And yeah, so we've been doing this for kind of almost, I think right about the beginning of quarantine. Cause he was like, well, other bands not doing anything. So this is my new thing. So we've been doing that the whole time we picked up, Dustin hopped on, I don't know how long ago, but uh, Jorge and I put together like four or five songs and got like a a demo version of it. Yeah, it it feels like Dustin's been here the whole time because we kind of hit the ground running once he jumped in. And yeah, it's kind of picked up steam. And now we're, yeah, now we're cruising. You know, they
1: had already written, Jorge and Alex had already written four songs or, you know, recorded four of the demos. So it was real, real easy to go in there. And, you know with with the way I felt about hearing the music it it, you know there's obviously going to be editing and stuff but you know my quarantine buddy was like pen and paper and just like writing a bunch I wrote
3: like an album of cave music I
1: don't know Change subject
3: Uh, uh, but so at this point we are we've got something like a full length we've got drums in the can we're working on bass and I think me and Dustin are just going to bang up vocals one day once we get the bass and we can kind of Interplay off of that and then put the finishing touches on it. Um we do most of everything ourselves. I don't mix for a living, but I've mixed people's bands before. And uh I do work in music. So whatever. Um so I'm we're we're kind of handling it ourselves in the pre-production and sounding killer. We were just listening to it before this and kind of talking about getting together and laying stuff over it. So um hopefully real soon uh, after the holidays, we'll have yeah, and Hori. And I don't want to uh, back him into this corner. So might want to cut this out, but he used to cut vinyl for a living. So hopefully he has a hookup on that. that that'd be sweet to have, you know, cause that industry is just bonkers right now. So it'd be awesome to have some kind of uh, something physical to give people once we see them in person. So yeah, we're going to have an album soon. It's exciting. I'm stoked on it. Yeah.
1: But I think it's, you know, with, with the re- release and everything, like I think all of us are very particular about, the way we, the way it's going to come across, you know, each one of us has a contributing factor, obviously that means a lot to us. Uh, It's our own statement. So there's no rush to put out something that you're not going to be proud of, you know, two to five years later.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of casting this in Amber. It's, we're, we're really polishing it. So doesn't put a ton of work into what he does. Yeah. I really labored over kind of getting the like the groove on the drums just right. And or he's a machine with what he's doing what's most natural to him. So yeah, he his turnaround is it's perfect and it's crazy. and It's fast. And it's yeah. So uh it's it's pretty cool how it's coming together because like I'm, you know, as the drummer, you kind of be the composer and the technician and everything. So yeah, getting that just right for everybody else to have a really good platform to to build off of has been it's been really gratifying because it came together. I was like, yeah, sweet. And I felt good hanging it off for one of the first times. I was like, yeah, not to move anything around. I have to quantize stuff. Like, here's me drumming. Sweet.
2: I think yeah. something that y'all said, I kind of caught my attention. You were saying it, Alex, you say, you were saying it felt like Dustin had been with y'all since the beginning. I was going to ask, like, did, did the music change when you came in, Dustin? Like, do you feel like you changed their sound at all? Or did they influence you? And you kind of like maybe made some changes to fit in with them or, you know, how did that happen?
1: Well, I th- I think, you know, hearing the music, you know, through the demos, you don't get a real understanding until you meet the people who wrote the music. And, you know, I really enjoyed their company. First of all, you know, meeting them for the first time. And then I don't think that I changed the, the music per se coming in, but I think that, you know, now that obviously there's, there's me in the picture, you know, I think that our communication can create a d- different perspectives of the same idea of
3: creating something that's quality and that, that, uh, will blow your eardrums out. Also like Dustin's been really flexible. So like when we change stuff and he's like, you know, he's over there with his, his sheets and he's like trying to rearrange like how oh, does this first go here anymore and all that. So like as much as he like really refines what he puts down on top it really does feel like it's not just on top of our stuff it really like as soon as I heard this, the songs I, I was like no notes like that's those are the vocals of the song that's killer uh and if anything I it's funny because I I because it's so groovy and heavy and like I always call it like like slowcore which is probably offensive to people who care about genres but uh like it's really got to have this vibe to it and every time we play Hori is like just see how slow you can play it. And now, that, now the that Dustin's in, like I want to give him space cause he's got these very set patterns and I want him to feel comfortable just like leaning into it and getting everything in there. And when we rush it, I can see him like, Oh no, 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 I'm rapping now. I, this is, this is an REM song. And uh, so it's, it's really influenced me to really just groove into it. And, and also it gives me more anchors to like, not, I'm not just counting. I know the songs now because the songs have their songs. They're not just a bunch of riffs. And that's been just like so novel for me that like, yeah. I'm I'm playing songs now and I'm, I'm drumming to songs. Like this all feels very organic. It's one thing. I don't even think about it anymore. It's killer.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, when we practice, there's times where it just feels good and it's like, you, it's like, you know, you're just in it, you know, you're in the moment and it feels, it feels right. But we've got a particular song transient that there's just the ending of it. It's just like, it comes back together into this sick riff and it's just like such a groove and it just kind of reminds people of movement uh, to me, it's, and it's just like, this band is like, a, like a machine to me, almost, you know, it, it, it works. And, but there's a certain brokenness to, to what our sound is. That's, that's beautiful. That's, that's, you know, everybody's bringing, you know, their, their own experiences to the table. It's like, you know, I'm a psycho with, with what I write. Like I rewrite, 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 you Know because I want every line to mean something. You know, I don't like fillers, I'm horrible at writing courses, but adjusting for sure and being open and you know, changing stuff, editing stuff, you know, editing words. I can use that word later, I can use that phrase later, whatever. You know, it's it's pliable, words are pliable.
3: Yeah, it's funny you say you're sucker, they're terrible writing courses or whatever. Because, uh, yeah, whenever I hear your course, I'm like, well, either you've overcome that by through work or you know people don't know what they're really good at or you perspective on what, what is, because yeah, you've, you've worked hard at it and you've seen, you know, drafts and, and revisions and you felt the the growing pains of everything you've done in theory presented a, a you know, something like a, a final version, <laughs> unless you're really feeling it out with us. But yeah, like, like I said, whenever I hear, I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's, that's you've, you put in the work or, or it just came out right. So uh, I beg to differ. Well, as soon as I get s-
1: some sort of material or some sort of recording I start you know I, I like I said I, I obsess over things that I am committed to you know like in this band is a huge commitment these guys have become great friends and you know what does that mean What well, what was it like for you to get back into radio after years of doing the college radio where we would get the delay button you know quite yes, often and
2: you were not allowed to turn this around on me but no it's been
1: i have a whole list of questions if you, know. you need some you know
2: lord have mercy
1: you, it's, time. you know we can talk about uh the coffee shop on you know in, in the and the suit you watching the register
2: yeah oh uh, oh, sleep sleeping in the uh was it a bear
1: yeah was it, it, a, was, it was like a big i think it was a beaver or a bear costume be sleeping in that thing kitty watching the register
2: <laughs> Oh, Lord! this is truly yeah. kicking you with kitty Take it with kitty no i mean in answer to your question i'm super excited started the podcast but the austin metal scene the austin heavy music scene is blowing up it's true what you said i was talking to my bandmate about this uh between you know the beginning of lockdown and now it seems like Bands have broken up, reformed, everybody shuffled around like musical chairs, intended. but it's given everybody so much energy. There's new friendships, there's bands coming back that haven't been active for five, you know, six years, y'all are coming back. So I'm really excited to be here talking to everybody, meeting all these new bands and giving you a platform to introduce yourself to everybody else. So that's also my very smooth cue to turn it back around on y'all and keep it going. So.
3: No, definitely. It seems like during, during the, like the transition that happened through COVID uh, you know, not it's over, but we're all, you know, we're, we're seeing the fruits of our labor that we kind of, we all kind of reset and we, it seems like everyone reassessed, okay, what's important to me. Uh, I'm going to cut all the toxic people in my life, whether it's was my old band or whatever. And I'm going to focus on the stuff that matters to me because I don't know if it's some sense of mortality or whatever we can all, talk about shared trauma as everyone's talking about every day now but yeah it's just you know you it, it seems like people are taking them their lives more seriously as far as what we want to do and what we can do and recognizing like why am i wasting that time with this band that's frustrating why am i working with those people that aren't doing what i want to do and i'm I'm in three bands now in in covid i've i've transitioned into being in in three very very active bands i have like four practices a week now and it's sweet that's why i moved here that's why i, I live in austin uh it's because I want to, I want to play music. And I think a lot of people made that same decision. It's like, what, what am I doing? And uh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, compromises you have to make in your life to make that happen. But I think that we've realized that's, what, that's worth it. And yeah, it, it's really awesome to see it happen. Cause I, it's, I, I haven't shifted out of that mode of like assuming that nothing's going on. And then all of a sudden, like I'm missing stuff again. Like, okay, cool. I got to get back up to speed because really cool stuff's happening. I'm missing out. There's house shows again, which is absolutely wild. And yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about playing like, those small rooms more than anything. I think those have always been my favorite, you know, uh, going out to Lafayette, you know, seeing great bands, seeing great bands, you know, going out to Lafayette, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to playing smaller rooms. It feels more intimate, you know, you know, being on the floor, you know, there were, there was great bands, Back in the day, you know, we used to play with. From you know, there was one in particular, Red Shield, that I'm sure you saw us play with at some point. Unfortunately, you know, Adam Harris passed a couple of years ago, which is a great loss. That did vocals and guitar for that band. But you know, just intimate shows, or, or you just can't beat like being right there with with everybody. You know, it, it's it's just as much their show as it is ours.
2: I've heard. This other band, now I've forgotten, but they were saying, you know, this is your stage when you're here at our show. And they were inviting the audience to truly take part in that. I haven't gotten to see you play live yet, Alex, but I have gotten to see Dustin sing live and it is a very visceral, intense performance. Do you think you're going to be doing like the same performance style with Perro and Margo that you did in the past? Or are you going to like consciously change it?
1: I think it's, I think it's more sh- straightforward, you know, it's definitely, I I, th- I think it's more intense than, you know, rust was. I, I think the message, you know, if somebody feels a groove or, or God forbid, here's something I write, you know, if they feel one thing, you know, that's, what's important. But I think, I think this is more like in your face, you know, it's definitely
3: not standing back. Well, it's it's pretty structured, and as I understand, Rust was a little more free form. Yes. So I think that I, I can see Dustin kind of loading up, and I do the same thing. You're anticipating either a climax or I I don't know. I don't know if we have hooks, but like you know, th- there's more. the The fabric is more defined. So when something is about to happen, you can load up and it, it and go big with it, as opposed to kind of feeling it out. And like I don't I don't I've only seen Rust in in you know uh, posthumously, but uh yeah, I think I think. Dustin knows when to go big and uh if he doesn't practice I, I assume he's gonna do it yeah I, I really like that that floor show vibe too I think that's really gonna suit us because we're just so noisy and our and we we're pretty well practiced at this point to the point that we can just kind of rip into it and we're not gonna be like I need more of this my monitors it's just it yeah we just know what we're doing it we're just I I
1: can scream louder <laughs> you know you know, with, with other bands, you know, you know, uh, uh, other ex- experiences with other bands, you know, there would be, you know, without the structure, there would be just like so many mood changes, you know, and so many different tasks almost to kind of like, okay, now I got to get into this mood. This is abrasive music. This has a punch. And that's what we want to do. We want to change the mood. We want to affect people.
2: And you were talking about you're so well-practiced, you can just rip into it. You're ready to play live. Is that kind of the next step for y'all? Are you wanting to play your first live show before the album drops or right at the same time?
3: I want to play my f- first live show 20 minutes ago. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we we want to hit it. Like, uh, if if you're out there booking, give us a call. Well, yeah,
1: well, I mean, we'll, we'll play, you know, well, you know, Jorge will be gone. But
3: uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't. I, yeah, that's the one. I that's think, the one. Yeah. We can't do it without oh, Ray. Right. I don't uh, think we'd sound good as a two piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely want to. Like, as far as the sequencing, I don't. I don't think that we would be able to put something out um, with the album wise that would be you know permanent by the time we. St- like, but, but as soon as we start playing shows, yeah, we want like we we want we want to share that with people. We want to like bring people in. We like we want to this to be like a communal thing. Like that that energy isn't just for us. Like we're not getting good at this just as like a release. Like my, I I'm, I'm a pretty happy dude, but this is really fun to do with these guys. And uh, I think we need a bit of that in our lives and I, they they have their own things that their own motivations and they're getting more out of it cathartically. But for me, it's, I'm really excited to do this for people and with people.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, leaving somebody, you know, somebody leaving a show, having taken something from it, you know it is it is extremely important to me you know I just don't want it to be wasted noise you know and i don't i, I can guarantee you this isn't just because of uh of the way that we you know i i personally just kind of like go away in the music you know when when we're playing it's just like it it is really captivating to 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 myself and i'm we are being i am being fucking self indulgent
3: i mean yeah it's 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 funny because there's that, uh, the, the line that I tried to get, I don't know if it's a, a, a line that I, I, actually, I don't know if it's a line, but a, a space that I tried to get out of as I've always played in bands that I felt like we were trying to play at people or I don't, I don't know if we were trying to impress them necessarily, but it felt, it felt selfish in, in a more, uh, more masturbatory way. And this is very much not that. And I'm, I couldn't be more excited about that. Like, when I say we're practice, it's not because we want to play it flawlessly. It's because we want to we want to bring the right energy of every part. So like, if this super heavy groovy part that's supposed to be in whatever sixty BPM or whatever, and all of a sudden I'm rushing, and we're doing eighty five. It's like, no man, no one's grooving. We gotta, like, this is like we want to, to have a full set of just like whatever whatever we brought to each other. We want to bring it to the room too, and just yeah, just just change the energy a little bit. And I think I think it's pretty obvious, and we when we get it right. I think that's what what made it so easy for Dustin to like just be intense over it. Cause it's not like, it's not like this thin, uh, fast light. Okay. Let's get it out thing. Like let's drag it out. Let's be here. Let's immerse ourselves in it.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad that, you know, they've given me the freedom to kind of creatively fill, you know, Areas of songs, you know, w- with things that, that, that I have emotions for because I care. Like I, I hear a riff and it like hits me in the heart like sometimes. So I appreciate them letting me have, you know, creative control. And then when it gets right, it uh, it feels right. That's uh, That's important. And there's certain things that, you know, I try not to be too blatant about in the lyrics as well as not being too cryptic. But maybe I want somebody to hear this line so I will articulate
3: a little better, you know, and it's. Yeah, we're not, we're not noisy and, and opaque for the sake of being, I don't know, we're, we're not trying to be difficult. We're, we're, we're trying to be there with you. Yeah, the
1: music is, you know, it, it's, it's not simple. It's not complicated. It is right there where it needs to be. That's yeah, pretty natural. Exactly. That's exactly the word natural disaster.
2: (laughs) You were talking about how the songs are fairly structured. And from what I've heard, when you put out the demo, when you were in search of that lead vocalist, there was like a lot of heavy groove, a lot of catchiness. So with, you know, your intention to bring this live and bring that energy live, were the songs themselves kind of written, I guess, through the lens of, is this going to sound good at a live show?
1: I think that we're definitely a live band. I I, I think what we're going to put out as far as the you know recorded the LP is going to be fantastic. I mean, what Alex has done already is
3: is great, but I think that the uh, we are a live band. Yeah, so it's like the, the writing of it. I think again to use that word natural, like it, it's immediate. Um, there isn't. It's not that there's not any nuance because Jorge is working on. He's always working to make sure that he's that we're all kind of filling this this not just sonic space, but just kind of the just the musical space because there's, there's so so many dimensions to it. That's very pedantic to say and obvious it's music, duh. But uh, I I think it's when it's written, it's, 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 it's groovy riffs and the fact that, so for example, Jorge plays in a few tribute bands. And so he knows how people write songs. He knows how to structure a song. He's uh, he would never say it, but he's an expert songwriter. He knows when something doesn't feel good. And one of my leading charges as the drummer is I always think of myself as like the composer or the conductor, the conductor, and I you have to foreshadow and let everybody know this is the energy that's coming. This is what's happening. And so in that sense, I think that our stuff isn't, yeah, our stuff isn't, we're not there to shock and surprise you. We're there to bring you along and like bring you to the next part and then, you know, deliver upon it. And so, uh, yeah, I might, I might be kind of slowly building the next part while Hori is like, Oh yeah, sweet. Okay. You, you can feel the changes before they happen. It's not, it's not stop, start. It's not Dillinger escape plan. It's just, it's, it's this kind of, flowing organic thing. I think that it would be a very different approach if we were sitting down with like a notebook or a whiteboard or something and saying like, this is where this is, this is this count. Everything we play, we see how many times like it feels natural and then we we revise it then. Sometimes we'll be at, the, at this stage in the recording and like we, we've been playing these same songs now for like a year and a half. So, uh, we've got it pretty figured out, but we've done so many demos of these. And we're like, yeah, something about this doesn't feel quite right. And it's either the count or like, oh yeah, this part does need to get moved around. And so we've gotten to that point where everything has to feel perfectly natural. So you're not thinking about it anymore. And so yeah, definitely, I think everything is written, as much as it is written, uh, quote like, you know, scare quotes, it's it's just kind of created, It's, it's which is again, very pedantic. But like, I think that we do make things that have to feel perfectly natural or else they don't stick.
1: Yeah, I think too, there's a lot of variation in the music Um, you know, I, I think it will, you know, we could play with a lot of people, a lot of heavy people. We definitely would not do well at a Bible camp, uh, or a speed dating event, um, or a country and Western bar, but, uh, you know, we'd be willing to play with anybody as long as they're not, uh, racist, homophobic.
3: You know, we like to play with nice people, you know? That's the other thing. We are nice people. That's that's you kind know? of a low-key thing about this. Yeah. I, that's the funny thing about the heavy scene is like, like, Kitty, you're a nice person. Doesn't, a, a, I don't know if I would say he's a chill dude, but yeah, he's a nice person. <laughs> Jorge's a super nice dude. I try and be nice. I think it's important to. Like, that's, like, heavy music doesn't have to be mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you see somebody in public,
1: you know that person. It's like, hey, what's up? You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be like this standoffish like overly competitive market because there's so much out there that people like and people listen to there's bigger bands out there that people don't like and there's you know there's everybody's got a thing you know so there's so much out there for exposure why not just be a community and not you know you know i can't stand it when people frown upon people's success you know there's bands from austin that are doing european tours on the you know on the regular and I'm super proud of that. Those people come from a city that I was born in. So it's, it's you know, very important that we continue to stay on the map, producing all kinds of variations of music. And, you know, we uh, are fortunate enough to be providing something that'll, you know, bring some high energy.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, and to, <laughs> to, to the credit of people like like you, Kitty, like recognizing that... Uh, I mean, we super appreciate, you know, giving people a chance to, to uh, exposure, uh, to, to learn who we are through this. And, you know, for the, however many, is it 300 episodes of ATX Mellow Podcast? I mean, you are kicking with Kitty, but like I've listened, I've discovered so many bands through that and you can't do all the networking yourself. And so, yeah, we, we give so much credit and appreciation to people who are pushing things forward and sharing and being positive contributors to the scene. So if you're out there, we, we see you. And if we don't see you, we appreciate you anyway. Like it everything we're grateful for.
1: Yeah, it, it is really nice to see the bands that did make it through the age of COVID that we are still currently in. But uh, you know, I, I think Destroyer Lights probably got like a box set. You know, speaking of like riff masters, you know, Steve and and Keegan are both great composers in in their own right. You know, so yeah, how many uh, how many COVID demos do you have, Dustin? Oh, I I wrote this like, hey, I'm about to be 40. I'm going to play acoustic like Scott Kelly does. (laughs) But no, I don't think anybody's ever heard any of that stuff. I think maybe three people have heard it. Yeah. Me, Jorge, and your dog. Probably. Yeah. All right. I don't don't even know if I was, you know, sending that stuff out. It's somewhere online, but I'm not going to (laughs) say.
2: Speaking of somewhere online, I think it's time to unleash Pero Amargo on the world. So can y'all tell people where they can find you online
1: uh we're on the Instagram, uh Pero Margo official. Uh we have one post. We've got some followers, you know. We're personally and you know, social media sometimes to me is like a double-edged sword. So it's like, but you know, the followers that we do have are all like good local bands. Redbeard Wall. Uh those guys saw them for the first time the other night. Flooded tomb. They follow us you know we've got some great relationships starting with a lot of great bands that you know are brand new or uh, like you said adopted from other bands you know or you know some sort of combination of two bands so it, and you know meeting these new people is great it, you know the stagnation of any environment is, is just leads to mediocrity and uh, it's it's really important to, to get out there and support Local uh, Gravitoid is doing a killer job. Damon doing those shows over Independence every Saturday. Killer performances over there from Deserts of Mars. What's up, Brad Barnes?
3: Uh, but if you want to find yeah. us, if you if you want to find us on oh, yeah. the internet, uh, it is perro, P E R R O Amargo A M A R G O dot com. Uh, yeah, I think I think I said that Pero dot I guess we got that. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. We're the only band. I think that's that's one of the most exciting things for me because I'm a simpleton, you know. Uh, to an extent, it's like there. I don't. There's no other bands named Pedro Margo. I think that's one of the coolest things, you know.
3: It's gotten more natural to say too, as a non. Yeah. What is it? It it's something. Bitter dog. Yeah. Jorge nailed it with that one.
1: Yeah. It's you know there was there's a saying. I'm I'm not even going to attempt to. They say in uh, uh, Santiago, Chile, where Jorge is from you know, it's like, hey, hey man, why are you so bitter? You know? And it's kind of like, you know, what you said to your homie, like, you know, why are you being such
3: a dick? Uh, that's, that's the way I take it. I always take it as, a, as like something that's going to lash out at you. Like it, as much as we try to be nice and everything, you, it's, it's nice to have a little bit of a, uh, a caustic, a caustic aesthetic to kind of draw people in at first. Cause so, someday, you know, we're going to be flipping through the, the vinyl stacks and you're going to see that and like, that's uh, that's intriguing. What's up with Pero Margo?
1: Yeah. Leaving a lasting impression. And like you said earlier, that, you know, we are nice dudes, you know, we're super approachable and, you know, conversation is
3: always appreciated. You know, I just don't want to stand there like a bunch of goons, you know? So the band name's got to do the heavy lifting it's like, yeah, the band name's mean we're done. Yeah. We're not being mean. Yeah.
1: But when performance wise, it's like, everybody's got anger. Everybody's got some sort of something that's eating through their skin. And when that comes out on stage, it's like an exorcism. It's, it's a, there's moments you just forget where you're at and that's when it's perfect.
2: I can't wait to see y'all live. Everybody, please go find Piero Amargo on Bandcamp. Give them a follow on Instagram, give them a follow. So you can see when they play live for the very first time, I'm already following them because I'm super excited about that. I'd like to thank you so much, Alex and Dustin, for being here with me. Thank you for taking time to join me and introduce yourselves as a band. Before we go, do y'all have anything you want to say to anybody listening to this podcast?
3: Well, I want to shoot the thanks right back to you. And I mean it uh, heartfelt. Kitty, I appreciate you doing this podcast and having us on for that matter and bringing Dustin into our lives and, you know, kind of getting things off the ground for Pero. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're the fourth member at this point. Uh, and uh, yeah, I want to thank everyone who did all the work during, you know, the, the last 18 months of however venues stayed open and however, uh, the, the practice spaces that did stay open, uh, not going to name names that, uh, made it possible for Austin to still be music town. Cause it, as much as it's, it's changing it absolutely. We're still here. And that's why we're here. And, uh, it's, it's, I just shouts out to all the bands that are that are here and just very obviously just in it with their hearts and just killing it so uh yeah excited to get out there and and, and join y'all
1: yeah we're looking forward to the intensity i mean as i am you know i'm I'm looking for the intensity and the eye contact you know um like i said I'll, I'll, i want i want people to be affected and, you know, yeah, I we hope to play with some killer bands, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, things are looking, you know, we'll probably be doing some shows. We're talking to some people January, February later. I don't know. Everything seems booked up right now, but cause everybody's ready to play. So bad timing for a new band, but like I said, we don't rush, you know, I mean, there's, there's that anxiety to play, but you know, it'll happen. And, uh, when it does,
3: um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... Uh, We're going to be fully there. Fully alive. But direct shouts out. <laughs> like I said, I moved here, and I want to give a direct shout out to uh, Easy Prey and Exhalance and Portrayal of Guilt and Glassing for being the bands that I hit the ground in Austin, and I saw them doing their thing, and I was like, I'm in the right place. And since then, I've, I've prioritized doing this over everything. I've totally changed my life, and it's, it's awesome to, to finally be... In a scene with bands like that that are just so clearly just living it and it's yeah it's, it's you you unless you've not lived here recently it's it's special it's important
1: yeah uh, i do want to say you know like glassing has always been great you know cory brim introduced me to a lot of people you know uh that play great music you know and in, and in, in some you know different states you know and uh, you know, I, I love seeing, you know, like the bridge farmers, you know, Tia Carrera just played at, at kind of tropical a couple of weeks ago for the Austin van club. Uh, they're on Instagram as well. If you like, you know, really great custom bands, shagging wagons or whatever you call them. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, I love seeing bands that have that longevity that just love to play and they bring it every time, you know, Tyler bridge farmers, always been one of my favorite people to see play. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll do something with them in the future. Hopefully, we do something with Flooded Tomb very soon. You know, we, you know, of course, I want to play with with your band and, you know, a multitude of others. There's a lot of of people that I'm excited about. It's really hard to say, but... Hit us up. Screaming Jay. If you haven't listened to Screaming Jay, you are sleeping.
2: So, as my most recent podcast guest before y'all... gave from Forbode says, Texas forever. We live in a wonderful, amazing community of talented musicians.
3: Oh, Forbode too. Forbode too. Definitely shout them out.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, Thank you so much, y'all, for being here. Thank you for taking time to be here with me. Thank you for choosing this podcast to help introduce yourselves. And I know we'll be seeing more of y'all really soon.
1: Thank you, Kitty. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you very soon.